Hey everyone, Greg here with another week of movies and shows to review in this week's episode of See It or Shove It. If you're a new listener, welcome. Each week I give my honest opinion of movies and I advise whether you should see it or shove it. Additionally, I review two streaming series in my segment Binge It or Singe It. This week, I finally reached my goal of seeing 100 movies by the end of May. Now, I'm on to trying to see if I can reach my goal of seeing at least 264 movies with at least 149 of those in the theater. So let's see if I can make it. And now, let's get started on this week's episode. At the movies this week, the animated series Bob's Burgers hits the big screen in the Bob's Burgers movie. Rebel Wilson goes from coma to diploma in senior year, and Tom Cruise thrusts the summer movie season into high gear with the long-awaited sequel, Top Gun Maverick. And later, I'll take a look at the series Under the Banner of Heaven and the new season of Barry to determine if either is binge-worthy. First up is the big-screen debut of the Bob's Burgers movie. Continuing with the popular television series, the film opens a week before summer vacation, and Bob and Linda are desperate to convince the bank loan officer to extend their loan. When their efforts are unsuccessful, they return to their restaurant determined to find enough money to make a payment within seven days. However, disaster strikes when a sinkhole forms directly outside their business, thanks to a sewage pipe explosion. To make matters worse, when their daughter Louise falls into the sinkhole, she discovers the skeletal remains of a carny named Cotton Candy Dan. And for the rest of the movie, Bob and Linda attempt to find creative ways to raise funds they need and their children, Tina, Jean, along with Louise, go on a quest to find who killed Cotton Candy Dan. As someone who's only seen a few episodes of the show, I found the movie easy to follow and get into. I enjoyed the mystery and the humor throughout, and I really think that if you're a fan of the show, you'll enjoy this. It actually made me want to watch more of the show, so that, I think, is a good thing. So for me, this is a (laughs) see-it. Next, Rebel Wilson stars in the Netflix comedy Senior Year. In it, she plays a woman named Stephanie, who is now in her mid-thirties after she awakens from a 20-year coma to find that the world she's living in is a different place. Twenty years earlier, Stephanie was performing a stunt on her cheerleading squad when her arch-enemy Tiffany convinces the others to botch her landing, causing severe injuries, leading to a coma. Now awake, she returns to high school to finish her senior year to earn her diploma, where she is now classmates with the children of her peers, so that's kind of awkward for her. Stephanie still has the same goal, though, which she did when she was younger, and that is to be crowned the prom queen. Will she reach her goal, or will Tiffany once again thwart her plans? You'll have to watch to find out. This movie reminded me a lot of the Melissa McCarthy film from a few years back called Life of the Party where she went back to college with her daughter. It's about the same level of quality. The comedy in this one was predictable, yet harmless. Uh, There were a few funny moments, but overall it's a pretty weak and forgettable film. I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it, but I'm probably not going to watch it again. Um, So again, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it enough to recommend it. So for me, this one is a shove it. The final film featured this week is Top Gun Maverick, the the long-in-the-making sequel 
for the 1986 hit film Top Gun. In it, Tom Cruise returns as Maverick more than 30 years after the events of the first film. The film opens with Maverick, still serving as a naval test pilot, by choice. He wants to continue to fly, so he continuously avoids promotions. He and his team face getting shut down because modern technology is thought to be more effective by using drones in wars rather than pilots flying aircraft. Maverick sets out to prove his supervisor, played by Ed Harris, wrong, and shows him that he can fly a plane at Mach 10. Supervisor is not very thrilled with this, but because he proved himself, he, Maverick is ordered to return to Top Gun to train a new generation of pilots who will be sent on an urgent mission to bomb a uranium facility. One of the crew members is Rooster, played by Miles Teller. Remember him from the great film Whiplash? Rooster is the son of Maverick's former partner from the first film, Goose, and he resents Maverick for the death of his father as well as holding him back in his career when he pulled his papers to the Naval Academy at the request of his mother. The film shows Maverick attempt to build a solid team to complete the mission and return home while also battling his supervisor, played by John Hamm, who constantly struggles with Maverick's tendency to go rogue with orders. And there's also a romantic subplot with Jennifer Connelly, former Oscar winner for A Beautiful Mind. I was so happy to finally see this movie, not because I'm a huge fan of the original, but because back in 2020 I attended a sneak preview of an unnamed film, but it reached capacity exactly the moment I was next in line to go in. It turned out to be this film. So now that I finally watched it, I can say that this film is incredible. I was thoroughly entertained, the pacing was so good, and it did not feel like a 2 hour and 15 minute long film. Yes, some of the characters were stock action movie characters, but it didn't bother me as much as it normally might. The action scenes are just incredible. I saw it both in IMAX and Dolby, and it was stunning in both. However, IMAX was a little bit better for me. I think the sound was better. I only wish I could have seen it in 4DX, but but I left on vacation before I had the chance. So I would say go see this movie in the biggest, loudest theater you can. This one is one of the best films of the year so far, and is a definite see it. So that's it for this week's featured films. To recap, the Bob's Burgers movie gets a see it rating, Senior Year gets a shove it rating, and Top Gun Maverick gets an enthusiastic see it rating. Additionally, it's time for my lightning round reviews of the additional movies I saw this week that may or may not be worth your time in my segment called Quick Picks. Available to rent, the film Mini Mata, starring Johnny Depp as famed Life magazine photographer W. Eugene Smith, gets a see-it rating. The Amazon Prime thriller Emergency also gets a see-it rating. The slow-burn drama The Montana Story gets a shove-it rating. It's not a horrible movie, it's just very slow. I'm sorry, but a two-hour movie shouldn't take an hour and 45 minutes to get going. Now, let's shift to television to see if either of our featured series of the week are binge-worthy in the segment Binge It or Singe It. First up, 
Recent Oscar nominee and former Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield stars in the FX on Hulu mystery drama Under the Banner of Heaven. Based on a true story, Garfield plays Detective Jeb Pyre, a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints, who is tasked to investigate the murder of a Latter-day Saint woman and her baby daughter. They initially suspect this woman's husband as the murderer, but things begin to unfold and Pyre has his faith shaken in both humanity and his religion the deeper he dives into the investigation. Garfield is terrific, as always, in this role. The anguish he portrays is incredible, and the determination of his character comes through in his performance. However, I found most of the episodes to drag a bit, especially when they go back in time to when Mormonism was founded. The show has moments of great tension when it works, and it's, um, it's a great watch when that happens. However, for the most part, I think it's too slow to, to be a show that I recommend. This one is a singet. My second show this week is the third season of the HBO hit comedy, Barry, starring Bill Hader and the great Henry Winkler. If you've never watched it, it follows Barry Bergman, a hitman, former Marine, who is growing tired of the life of crime. So he travels to Los Angeles to commit a hit job, and while there, he finds pleasure and purpose when he attends an acting class. The show then details his struggle to escape his murderous life to become an actor, taught by Gene, played by Fonzie himself, Henry Winkler, who is so great in this role. Without spoiling anything from previous seasons, just in case you've never watched it, I'll just say that season three focuses on Barry trying to repair his relationship with Gene, and also expands the storylines for supporting characters Hank, played by Anthony Kerrigan, and Monroe, played by Stephen Root. This show may sound pretty heavy, but it is actually hilarious and addictive. Hader and Winkler both received Emmy Awards for previous seasons, and the writing is just top-notch. If you're looking for a good show to binge on a rainy weekend, this one is worth your time and gets a binge-it rating from me. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I'm very grateful. Support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies I reviewed this week and come back next time when I review the latest concoction from the twisted mind of director David Cronenberg, Crimes of the Future, which incidentally just got a very split reaction at the Cannes Film Festival, so I'm eager to see it and let you know how it is. Follow me on Instagram at roostersdad73, and rate me wherever you get your podcasts, and I'll catch you next time. This episode of See It or Shove It was recorded in Troy, New York, and is produced by Gregory Peace Productions. Music by Mysterio Music. All rights reserved.